Welcome to OK Boomer, a podcast where a borderline boomer reality star mom and her millennial daughter bridge the gap between two feuding generations through celeb news, all things Bravo, their personal lives, and well, you're just going to have to listen to find out. Okay, it worked. All right. Wait, this doesn't work, by the way. We're not doing a podcast. Like what? That's how I feel about it. Oh, if it doesn't record? I'm saying if we do this again and it doesn't work, we're not doing a podcast. <laughs> we're not doing it at all. But it was also, you know what? It was, like you said, it was a rehearsal. Plus I got great footage from it. I'll send you the promo that I cut. That took okay. me 5 million years to cut. Whatever. Let's just tell the audience. Listen, you've got to think that there's, there's, so, there's, there's just so many purposes to this. Number one, it's almost like therapy that's free because this is not that common to have a mom and daughter that are like, you know, whatever, and both outspoken and both so articulate and beautiful and beautiful. Don't forget right. beautiful. And so I think that, you know what I mean? Like nothing ventured, nothing gained. Okay. Well, look, let's tell, let's just give a little background here. We recorded a full episode of a podcast and not just a full episode of a podcast. I would say we talked for like an hour, 30 minutes. And that's right. on top of the fact that it took 45 minutes to get the technical difficulties sorted out. And then when I went to cut down the podcast, like was rolling off of the momentum of like first podcast in the bag, like, let's just get it, like get, get it cut down to get an idea of what we sound like, whatever, no audio. (laughs) (laughs) So I think like, can I say fuck? I'm not going to censor myself on a podcast when I don't censor myself in real life. In real life. Okay. Stay on track here. We're just going to kill it. Okay. So why don't we start with why, why a podcast now, (laughs) why a podcast when everyone has already done a podcast? I don't know. I was thinking, I was thinking about that because you're right. Every single person has a podcast and some of them are really hard to listen to. I think we listen to different kinds of podcasts, but when I listen to other podcasts, and I think about our conversations, I just feel like if anybody's privy to our conversations and our kind of disagreements and, and just the things that we actually do butt heads on and then kind of go full circle to understanding is something that people might like to hear. And I've already decided that as long as my mom doesn't have a podcast, then we're cool. Because when my mom got on Instagram, she ruined everything. So do you really feel that? Do you feel like you have to stop yourself from posting certain things because Tita's going to see stuff? Yeah. And I sometimes worry about like, like, for example, you posted your baby bump and you like, I could see your boobs like a little bit. And so I blurred it just so I wouldn't have to hear her shit, you know, Let's just talk about my mother for a second since this is oh. kind of therapy. Um, and man, it pisses me off because she's right a lot. Well, so the other day she said to me that um breast implants are not in style anymore that that's just not in style that's only for the tacky did she say that for you to take out your breast implants well i told her that i couldn't stand these giant boobs anymore you know they've gotten bigger Mm -hmm. and i just want them gone i just don't think you can have a big ass and big boobs you need to pick one you know what i mean it's like a mini skirt and and cleavage out Right. And I'm not, you know, I look at people with the two balls and stuff and it's like, it's very, again, it's very Miami. It's very Vegas. It's very whatever, but it's not elegant. 
it isn't, you know what I yeah, mean? But also like you have an hourglass body naturally, like regardless of whether you had your implants or not, if you went smaller, you would look fatter. No, fatter, <laughs> not fatter. You know what I mean? Like you need, no, baby, that's not true. That's how yes, I but feel look too. At, look at like, J-Lo. I want small boobs, but I look at JLo. JLo has small boobs. I am exactly like JLo. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, you know what I mean? Anyway. So she says that, that, uh, that breast implants are tacky and I kind of agree. To, yeah. I, I kind, kind of agree, agree too, honestly. Yeah. I, I, think, I think, do you see a lot of people your age doing those round implants? No, but I think that's also just like a dated, I mean, talk about a generational thing, like yeah. the big ass, like fake boobs. I think it was a time when like, you wanted your boobs to be like, oh, she got a breast implant as opposed to like, those are great boobs. Like without you knowing it's like the nose job thing. Everybody wanted the cute little nose with like the little button, whatever. It's like to look like a nose job. Now everybody wants like the no nose. Everybody's doing nose jobs when they don't even need nose jobs. It's kind of crazy. It's very weird. Anyways, back to the point. Why a podcast now? I lose sleep at night thinking about starting this podcast. And like, I think it's probably why we, cause we've been talking about this for a while, but I think we've pushed this and pushed it and pushed it. And it's probably my fault because I think like, no one cares. No one should care to be honest. But like, I think about the podcasts that I listen to, they're definitely not the ones that you're listening to. I feel like you're, you know, empowering your mind. And like, I'm listening to people that I like talk because I like to just hear bullshit. Right. 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 And it's like, at the end of the day, I think our conversations are funny enough to to upload and the distinction of like, the whole millennial boomer thing is the perspective is, is really interesting. Yeah. And and it's relevant. It is. And I think that you have a unique perspective because you're not, you're not like you're typical. I don't think you're a typical millennial, but you're surrounded by a lot of typical millennials. And, and I think that my perspective kind of colors the way you think and your perspective and your sister's for sure colors the way I think it's made me more able to speak without putting my foot in my mouth, which I was doing constantly. You really like constantly. We just have a lot to learn from each other. Like, I don't think the, the way that you say your mom is always right. There's still things from generations before you that you can learn from and vice versa. Like, I think we just all need to be open to hearing each other out. But you think I'm always right? No, I didn't say that. I said Dita's always right. But do you think I'm right a lot? <laughs> you are right a lot, actually. Um, but don't uh let, don't let it go to your head. head. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I think we need to kind of give an intro, right? So you tell people oh, about who me, we are. I'll tell people about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I'll give the I'll give my pitch on you. Here's the thing. As uh, because I jump from job to job, it always comes up so much more often than it needs to instead like of from like corner to corner. Well, just when you're the, picking up Johns. When I'm picking like up you, you, Johns. Johns are like if you were a hooker. I picked customers. up a John. <laughs> well, you're saying I jumped I from job to job John. and you haven't told anyone what your job is. So it sounds like you're a hooker. Oh yeah. Yeah. So when I'm okay. hooking, um, and people are like, tell me about your mom. Cause that's their kink. 
Um, I'm, <laughs> I tell them, <laughs> what I tell them is my mom practiced law for 20 plus years with my dad. They had a firm together, you know, that was her job. But every single night when, when we were home, that woman put a meal on the table and not just a meal, like a gourmet meal. So in her like second act of life, she decided that she wanted to follow this like passion that she had of cooking. So she self-published a cookbook. She like did everything herself. She had the art class in my high school, do all the, all the illustrations on the chapters. And um, from there, a publishing company saw it and wanted to like expand on it. They gave her a food photographer. They like did weird photography with you holding a yucca that was inappropriate. They did like photo shoots. It was whatever. Yeah. And then around the, it seems like it was around the same time. Maybe I just lost right after, time. Right after that. The Real Housewives of Miami was casting and a lot of your friends were on it, had been casted or were in the process of casting. And the way that the casting process works is like, once you, you know, lock someone in there, like to make it as like authentic as possible, they're like, who are your friends? Like, let's, right. let's interview some of your friends to see what kind of dynamics we can get in here. And then you, you got casted on Real Housewives before, at a time when Real Housewives was not what it is now. It's like the, the 2000. 11, 12 version of Real Housewives is not 2022 version of Housewives where it's like the phenomenon that it is, right. but whatever, regardless, you got casted and you decided that you were going to use it as this platform to launch this like second act to be like, well, I have a cookbook and I actually have like ideas for sauces and like, maybe this can help me. And it, you did do that. It worked. You ended up being on the profit. You ended up doing the food network star, blah, 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 whatever but somehow have managed to just maintain the real housewife of Miami status. Oh my despite God. Despite you not being, you're not a housewife anymore. No, you're not. No, but for some no. reason it defines you for it does. I, you know, there's just I, I, that book, not all diamonds and Rose, uh, they interviewed me and I spoke to them for a while. And of course, you know, everything is taken out of context, but right in the opening chapter of you know, the Miami franchise, it's a quote that I said that it's like, being a housewife, I swear to God, it's like being president of the United States. It is basically a moniker that you can never lose. So if yeah. Obama will always be President Obama, President, former president Obama, ever, totally. not even former, they call him President Obama. Or like, daddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Or zaddy. Michelle's going to kick your ass. Um, and so a housewife is forever a housewife. And, and I guess I understand to some extent because there really aren't that many of them. Yeah. There are less well, than like, like 175 housewives in the history of housewives. Yeah. It's not that many when you think about how many people watch. So it's, I, I've always said it. I'm not, I'm, I'm glad that I did it. I think that it yeah. was a great opportunity. I don't regret it at all. Um, it wasn't my favorite thing to do, <laughs> but, um, but I liked it. And I loved watching. I mean, we'll, we'll dedicate a whole episode on the real houses of Miami, this new season on Peacock, because it deserves its own episode, but just to scratch the surface, what do you think of this season? Just think generally, like, yeah, do you I think like, it's great. Yes. I think it's, I like too. it. I love it. I like it. I think who's your number one fave. If you had to like gun to your head. 
Julia. You have to have a full dinner. Julia. Julia. Julia mm-hmm. Followed very closely by Nicole. Yeah, I would say Nicole's my first, and then Julia's probably second. Just Julia uh-huh. is so natural. Like She's, really. And like so normal. Like it doesn't feel like there's a like she she doesn't realize there's a camera on her. Whereas like I feel like a lot of the other women are very aware and like play to it. And I mean, yeah. Talk about play to it. Yeah. Like in Marisol and the no, goddamn tumbler. No, I know. And I think it's kind of backfiring on her a little bit. Uh, she wanted this so badly, so badly. So, I mean, um, so you Julia, can, you can smell it from the TV. Like I smell yeah. the desperation from the TV. Yeah. It's yeah. very sad. It's very hard to watch, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. It is hard to watch. And I think that it translates and the audience always said the audience is so smart. So smart. You know, are you friends with any buddy from the franchise still from your season or this season? Oh, Joanna, Karen. Um, I mean, a defined friend. You know what I mean? I, I friendly, I, I guess. Friendly, I, not not I, that you're Adriana. going out to dinner with anybody, but are you, right, are Adriana. you friendly? Okay. Yeah. I've talked the last time I talked to Alexia, I talked to her for like three hours on the phone, but I really think that Alexia is influenced a lot by Marisol. At least that's what it seems like because Alexia and I, I was really there for her, just like I was really there for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so I don't know what that's about. You know, a lot of people have told me, oh, you know, Alexia makes it a point not to mention you. Like she'll mention Karen and not me. And it's like, that's, I don't know. Shady. It's telling of something. I don't know what, um, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like, here's the problem. When, when an ex-housewife talks about housewives, invariably people are going to say she's sour grapes. She's upset that she's not on the show anymore. She's whatever. And it's like, you can't win at the same time. It's like, why would I not talk about it? It was, you know, an experience that I uh, had and uh, whatever it, it, you know, we can talk about it more, but I think it's great. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, and I definitely think they're going to get a fifth season. I hope so. It's great. What do you, so you just to know, what do you think about like the women that were with me? What do you think about them today? Um, I like Alexia. I think I, I feel, I have like a lot of empathy for Alexia. Like I feel I, there are like a lot of things that, that happen in her life that are just like so unfair. There's too many things, you know, like I feel bad for her. Um, mm-hmm. And it's also like, just like, I think because you knew Alexia from before, like not, not that we used to see Alexia that much, but like, she was your friend. <laughs> She was your friend before this too. And I think I just have like maybe a soft spot. With you, her. you you were friends with Peter or friendly with Peter. Yeah. I wouldn't say me and Peter were friends, <laughs> but we did have a connection of yeah. like being the, the offspring of, you know, yeah. this whole thing. And there was like a shared bond, I guess, mm-hmm. but like, yeah. you know, <laughs> we're not friends. <laughs> we're not. Yeah friends please don't spread that rumor um but yeah I like I like Alexia and then I like Nicole a lot and then all the new people but like I truly can't I I can't watch Marisol anymore I can't do it it it, it's like hard for me if she wasn't having drama with Nicole I would fast forward through her stuff but I like Nicole so much that I was like I just want to look at her (laughs) and Nicole's so smart she is so much she is 
you know, she is a lot smarter. Um, yeah. I think I also like, like Nicole because she's younger. So I connect with her more cause I can like relate to her more than the other women, but, yeah. um, I like it. I, I also just like every housewife franchise because it, it, it's the only thing that makes me happy. Really? Yeah. Well, that's, that's Dark. a low bar. That's that is sad. a low bar. I do. I, I, I like it. I like Beverly Hills. I Salt Lake city. I just, I, I tried to get into it. I like OC ish. Um, yeah, OC is kind of hard. Yeah, it's, it's hard. I yeah. like New Jersey. Oh, I New, like Jersey's New Jersey is so good. There's yeah. no other franchise where the husbands are so involved. And I love that. Yeah. And they're involved. It's not just like these crazy women. They're like having their own storylines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're great. They're great. So I like that. And I like New York. I always like New York, even though Ramona was, you know, incredibly cringeworthy and whatever. Oh. I still liked it. I'm hoping that it's going to be better this season. I'm excited for Berkshire's uh, reunion, not reunion. Well, I, I've, Ultimate yeah, I've Trip. talked to a couple of the ladies and um, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Like um, it is just such a cast of characters, oh, such gosh. a cast of characters. It's so. going to be great. But anyway, we can talk more yeah, about we'll, that. We'll okay. So, that so, um, explain to the world who I am, please. All right. I'm going to explain to the world. So you are uh, a beautiful mistake, a beauty. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I was a child bride, um, had your sister, um, at the and, tender age of 24. Yeah. And, and then, that, and then had, had sex at the, not at the time that you were supposed to, you didn't wait to, till that vagine healed because you got pregnant yeah, I quick. I did. I did. But I'll tell you, you know, as, as whatever, it was very embarrassing to tell people, but there was really a oh, circumstance God. surrounding that. And it was when your uncle died at 31 years old, very suddenly. And your dad was really just shut down. Mm. And so at one you know, whatever. At Great one sex. point he wanted that. And when am I going to turn him away? And I woke up the next morning and I looked at the calendar because I am fertile myrtle. I can grow tomatoes in my hair. And I looked at the calendar and I go, especially oh. after you give birth, your hormones, they say not to like, right. you have to be so careful. Yeah. And at first I wasn't, you know, I really like who the hell wants that? I was a kid. I had just started practicing law. I had just started a new job, you know, no, it's the insane. whole thing. It was, it was crazy. So, um, so for nine months you were depressed. <laughs> I wasn't depressed, but it was like, I was like a human cow. You know what I mean? I was breastfeeding your sister. I was pregnant. I was fat. Oh, it was God, awful. I can't even imagine. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, um, and so when you were born immediately, you know, I knew that everybody thinks, oh, their kids are different. But if you have one girl and, you know, 11 months later, you have another girl, the characteristics of the baby was different. You were a different kind of baby. You didn't like mm. to be touched an awful lot. You were very independent. You, you did not need to be rocked to sleep. Um, you did have tantrums and cry a lot, but I think now that I think about it, it's, you were, you wanted just to do your own stuff. And so I think that because you probably didn't have the motor skills yet, you were extremely frustrated <laughs> that, that you couldn't just, you know, get up and drive a car and, you know, or whatever it was, you know, just yeah. like you potty trained yourself. I mean, you were, that's who you were, you were, you know, and then as a child growing up, you were the anti-procrastinator. If a, you know, something was due at school, 
in six weeks, you needed to do it in six minutes. You put incredible pressure on yourself. You know, you're OCD. Still do. Yeah. Um, but you are, uh, dance to the beat of your own drum. You know, you, you, for a while were a nonconformist, I believe on purpose because mm-hmm. nobody's going to tell me what to do. Um, the one thing, the most painful thing for me was just learning that you were going to do things at your own pace and Th- that I was different than Gabi. That you were different from Kathy, even though, man, I tried to put you in that box and, and oh, it's not, don't I know you it. know, I regret it. I, I do. Reg- well, there's some things I regret and some things I don't, because if I, if I had let you become like a hip hop dancer, instead of doing What's classical with- ballet, you would have been such a chonga. I'm, I am a chonga. But, I'm already a chonga. very little, but very like, it's subtle. You know, you have a great posture. You could carry yourself well. You could speak public, you know, just like I put you in debate. Fine. It wasn't your thing, oh but God. you won a lot because you were hot. So, oh, okay. You think uh, that's and, why? <laughs> yeah. You knew it too. Not and, at the and time. And it helped you and it helped you get over your stutter and your fear of public speaking. Oh my God. What? Listen. It's traumatic you're, you're about, to it's think traumatic. about. You're about to be a parent, you know? And a lot of times I hear people saying, you can do everything right and your st- kid can still be a fuck up. I, I disagree with that. Oh. <laughs> yes, I disagree with that. And I'll tell you why I disagree with that. I'm not telling you that it can't happen, but it is the very, very minority with children. And you will see, you get out what you put in. You read yeah. what you sow, it's 100%. I believe so that even, too. Yeah, even though I didn't make the right all the right decisions, you know, I came around eventually and it was like, you know, you had to endorse some shit. Like when your ballet teacher told you, you know, too much Coca-Cola. Yeah. And your body betrayed you. <laughs> My when body you had betrayed boob- me. Boobs, you know, and, and, and all those things that are yeah. horrific today. So awful. So forgive me. I wonder why I have so many body issues. So weird. So strange. Which is crazy too, you know, I remember times when you were standing in our other house and we were there with some of your friends and you're standing there and you're just like attempt to kind of face your demons and you're, and, and you're standing in front of us and you're wearing these shorts and you have those legs that go on forever and whatever. I, it, it is a very, very perfect body. Uh, maybe not right now because you're pregnant, anymore. but Okay. And you're saying like, I really have all these issues with my body and I'm so uncomfortable in my own skin. And it's like, we're looking at you going like, go fuck yourself. Like, yeah, but here, and it's wrong. Right. No, I get it. But let me explain why. Okay. Okay. This is, this is my theory on it. I was born an ugly duckling and in the most formative year in a half. You were so ugly. Thank you. You were so ugly. Okay. Oh my God. You were so ugly. I know that. I know that. But, but you're such a bombshell now. Well, this is, this is why I I tell Jolene this all the time in the, because I I still have issues and I'll say stuff and I'll be like, do I look okay? He's like, are you on drugs? Of course, whatever. Right. But you didn't know that you were an ugly baby. You had such self-esteem. It wasn't about that. It, it, It was, I like at a certain age, like the world crushes you, you know, like it's, it's studied. It's like you, you get to like six or seven and like, you start realizing how you look because other kids are telling you how you look. And you're like, Oh, wait a minute. Do I have to be self-conscious about this and that, whatever. Do you remember that? 
No, this is just like what I've read. But what I remember is in the most like, to me, formative years of my life, which is like, you know, eighth, ninth, 10th grade, I felt disgusting. I felt like I put myself out there with boys. I I was so boy crazy and I liked everybody and I texted everybody and I was like, please like me. Like I just wanted somebody to like me. And every single person was like, no, 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 no. You're just my friend. Like, what are you talking about? They was my friend. I I, I don't have that recollection. This is a recollection of everybody. No. Do you remember? Okay. Do you remember when we were at, um, Janine Mason's house and we were all the girls, like it was Gothi, Janine, Gigi, whatever, like all the like hot girls were outside. And I was inside with the guys. Like I formed close relationships with the guys because the guys felt like I was one of the boys. (laughs) They were like, because I was never an option. And so they were all like talking about the girls outside and ranking them from beautiful, cute, and pretty, I think. Or hot. or, or hot. Yeah, whatever. And so they were doing the thing. And then I think it was, you, you were inside the house with Ileana and then you were like, what about Beva? Like, hello, this bitch is right in front of you. And they were like, oh, um, hmm. And I just like, remember it being this thing of like, I'm not even in the category. Like I, I don't even exist. And Awful. then I'm outing myself, but YOLO when I got a nose job and I got my braces off, And I became like this, everyone gave me so much attention. And it's like, did you ever watch that reality show, The Swan? Briefly, yeah. Okay. It's for people who don't know, The Swan is a reality show where they took these people and they did so much plastic surgery to them to make them quote unquote beautiful. So many people ended up committing suicide after that show. They didn't process like, if you think you're, ugly your whole life, or you have like these demons, and then you suddenly get all this attention for being the exact opposite of what you're being portrayed as, or you think you are, that's a very hard battle to fight in your head. So it took me a very, very long time to like sit with people like me. And it's, and I was getting all this attention and it was so clearly because I looked pretty and I hated that. I was like, what, like you don't, it's so clear now that nobody liked me for my personality. People only like me for my body, for my face, which really fucked up my body dysmorphia even more. Cause I was like, well, now I got to keep this shit tight because people aren't going to like me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was messed up. You know, it was funny because I remember talking to your dad, um, and you were just unhappy with your nose and you know, we're all, we're, we are forever going to disagree on this but my impression was that you didn't want anyone to know and I naively because I've never you know I've never I've had a very like plain nose you know what I mean like a nose has not ever been a big thing and so I don't really notice noses that much so I didn't think it was going to be so dramatic so you know we we did this whole thing of finding the best you know rhinoplasty guy on Park Avenue in New York. And we had so much fun on that trip finding him. And then, was the then we went and spent, and then we, you know, after you had your surgery, we spent a month in the Hamptons and, you know, in order for nobody to find out. And then you told everybody and my, and friends of mine were asking me, did she whatever, like, tell me the truth. And I'm like, oh, like, I didn't know what to do. It was, it was a really uncomfortable thing for me. But anyway, I, um, you know, 
I am, I don't regret you having done it at all. I think that it, by the it, way, neither do I, Yeah, it, not at all. It, it was like an unfortunate, like year of my life where people were awful to me because I was not honest about it. Right. And it made it very hard. People putting on their Facebook statuses, everyone knows NOSE like for, <laughs> for, 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 Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. Sorry. No, but listen, I, you know what I do know? You know what I do know that I never pushed you to do any of this. This was all you. I never even thought there was anything wrong with your old nose. I really don't. Okay. It wasn't like well, a horrible honker. Mommy. It was a little wide up here, right? It was I mean, a horrible honker. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Let's I don't know. like call it's a state. It's your father's a fault. A hundred percent, by the way. Like that's that's a fact, but yeah, I, there's definitely a miscommunication between us because I never cared about not telling anybody. And even if I did care by, by the time I got back to school for that year and people started saying stuff, I got to a point where I was like, I have to say this because it's relentless. Yeah. Like, yeah I had enough job. So what? Right. Uh, I think my concern was that you were I was kind young. Of really, you were really young when you yeah. had it. And and I could, you know, you suffered so much over that, that I couldn't just like when your sister, remember how hairy she was like being so fair skinned and everything. She had these gorilla legs. I mean, it was okay. horrible. Well, you know, it was like really hairy. It was like dark hair I'm for somebody. so hairy too. Well, but and not like, in the same way because you're more well, because I'm skin. darker. Right. Right. And I remember you know, these rules about, no, you, you can't shave your shave legs your until legs. you're mm-hmm. like 15 or something. And I'm like, no. No, because if I, if a little, you know, $1.99 big razor can help you feel better about yourself with all the other shit you're dealing with, let's shave your legs. I agree. And I think it's shaped my mentality and all that stuff of like, whatever you need to do to feel better, you do it. I don't care if you're, you're 17 years old and you have crow's feet and you want to get Botox. If your mom says it's okay, because you're underage at that point, then go do it. Like, I don't think that there's anything wrong with making yourself feel better as long as it's not hurting other people or like, you know, hurting yourself and you have a healthy mindset. So, on it. <laughs> so to all my friends who may or may not be listening to this, I sincerely apologize for, for lying to lying your about Bevis nose job because let's re- let the record show this baby is fake. And let me tell you, it's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> it was, it, it fucking cost me a fortune. It was, yeah. the guy was the best yeah. ever. Changed my like, life. He was good. He's, he, he married me and John Liam. <laughs> so he did it. Let me tell you, when you went into that surgery at Lenox hospital in New York city, I was looking at your dad going, what are we doing? Is this normal? Or how do we become these vain people that whatever? And it was like, no. they wheeled you away. And it was like, I was miserable in my, in my I own know, skin. But and you were just trying to be surgery. It was elective surgery. Right, it's dangerous. People have boob jobs at 16. So. Right. I think we're okay. 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 Sorry. Tangent, tangent alert. Um, so anyway, we? yes. And now today you are educated <laughs> and smart and an incredible <laughs> producer and you've done oh, yeah. all this stuff. Um, and you know, you've, you've worked on a lot of great shows and I don't know, you, you're, I think you're awesome. Thanks. I think you're awesome too. (laughs) 
we're both okay. pretty awesome. Um, all right. We, you know what we didn't, what we didn't discuss. Cause I think it's important to say in the first episode is what like the age thing between boomer and millennial, like the okay. period of what a boomer is and what a millennial is. Okay. So boomer, let me just look it up again because I'm scared that I'm going to get it wrong. Okay. Boomer. Boomer 1946. Two. Yeah. But why, what's a boomer too? Because they've, they've divided because it's such a long period of time. It's like after the great depression to like oh. five minutes ago. You so know? maybe let's, let's give the updated version of the boomer um, years. The updated boomer years is 1955 to 1964. And your birthday is let the people know Let the people know November 10th, 1965. So you truly are on the cusp because Gen X is 1965 to 1980. So you're like, I am, and, and I'm you're more a boomer than Gen X. Like, let's be serious. I mean, oh, it's like, I've got one foot on boomer and another one on a banana peel. You are truly a millennial because you're yeah. right in the middle. Millennial is 1981 to 1996. And I'm October 8th, 1991. Right. So I'm, yeah, I, I'm, I'm deep. I'm deep in, in yeah, yeah, I think land. you're, you're truly a millennial. Yeah, no. I okay, so so you really are a borderline boomer. Do you feel but you feel like a boom, like a boomy? I don't know. You know, don't define me. Um, oh, I feel like um you, you've seen those progressive commercials of like don't be your your mother or your dad or don't be like Oh my god, that's me by the way. Right. I I'm not that person. You know what I mean? But I've worked hard to not be that person. I think I've always, because our house was always like where everybody got together and, and your friends are, you've always been surrounded by smart people. So the guys were smart, the girls were smart. They were all like either Carrollton or Belen and then University of Miami. And so it was people with opinions and we've had like, like conversations, some spirited debates, some whatever. And so I always felt like I kind of could speak everybody's language. So I don't feel so much of a boomer in that sense. Um, I don't feel that there is a polarizing difference between us, but there is absolutely a difference. No, no, no. There there is is absolutely a difference. You're a boomer. I'm a millennial. There is a glaring difference between us, but also I'm from you, you know, so we are similar. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and that's become more apparent in the last few years and also I think you've been different since you became pregnant. Yeah. I think you have too. You've softened a bit. I've softened in the last, it's been very recent, but not because you're pregnant. I, um, I mean, I don't know how to explain it. I really, really don't sweat the small stuff anymore. Uh, yeah. I really understand. And, and being an entrepreneur, <laughs> have to be a little bit sadistic every day you're always waiting for the other shoe to drop and I um I've learned to embrace the uncertainty and try to relinquish control which is very hard for me because I was a control freak all my life and oh yeah yeah and your sister still is Anna circa 1995 (laughs) and I see her suffering for things that are so but 
she also she's also amazing in her own right you know she's yeah. I, I listened to her in her in her trials and her hearings and she's such a command of what she does and it's 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 awesome so I don't know what I did right I obviously a lot <laughs> you know um and I'm I'm so excited about this next stage even though I'm not 100% sure I'm ready for it you know I mean you and me both like though. grandmother mom yeah wild um okay we should wrap it up we're getting to that point um so as a first step this is kind of all over the place but we plan on having you know segments and stuff there's gonna be a little bit more structure to this there will be structure we'll so we'll we'll talk personal stuff stories whatever we'll talk about pop culture celeb news we'll have like little bravo corner and then our quiz and then our quiz yeah should we do a and quiz right now let's do a quiz let me well let me just give context to the quiz i just realized okay. I give context to the quiz the quiz is I, I'm going to ask my mom questions that she may not know that are like in the realm of like a millennial Gen Z world, you know, terms, people that, sh that I'm curious if she's aware of, and she will do the same in asking me stuff that I most likely don't know. Like, how okay. do you write a check? I don't know. You first. A quiz for you. Actually, I do have a quiz for you. I just okay. wanted to know who who is julia fox <laughs> i feel like i know you, you don't even have she's, to like give a full description like who she's is a reality she? star no she is a dj no oh wow you really she don't is an know. actress she's an actress she is an actress but that's not what she's known for okay so she's you don't megan know she fox sister no Julia Fox is Kanye West's new. Oh shit! Yeah, I, like, I saw that. But yeah, new yeah, boot thing. Yeah, I just I can't stand that she has like absolutely no self esteem and dresses oh. like like Kim Kardashian and that you know. Well, Kanye's so, doing that to her. She's yeah, just oh, malleable. And she's allowing it. No, right. So that, that's malleable I'm women are really not my cup of tea. You know. Well, so. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I have a question for you. What's the question? uh let me think about this for a second um at what temperature do you wash cashmere wash cashmere i thought you just dry clean it good oh wait, was this a trick question yeah you did a trick question can i do a trick question i just like right out the gate like okay okay i'm gonna okay, i'm gonna, I'm gonna no, 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 so no. i get another one no i get another one no i get, good another, to one. Know. Like, no, I'm I get another one i get with another one guns a blazing next time if right now something happened and your house started to flood like a pipe in your kitchen exploded or something like that hmm. what is the first thing you have to do and the answer is not call get your landlord oh <laughs> right um No, I was gonna say turn off the water, but like, what does that turn off, mean? <laughs> turn off the water. Turn off the water is partially the right answer, but you have to go to you, the water main. So you should know where the water main is. Like, is that is a, where the water heater is? No, <laughs> <laughs> those are two separate things. Okay, so no, I don't there's know a where water, the water main. main. There is a thing that you can turn on and off that that it supplies the water to all the house. 
So before you call anybody else, you need to you know need where to that, that water place. main is and fix oh that God. so that you don't have. So, so here, like I taught these quizzes are teaching you things. I gave you some useful information and, and I gave you some, useful and you gave me some information about some chick that has no backbone. So thank you for that. I honestly feel like I gave you more useful information than really? anything. Yeah. Because, because in my conversations, because with my you friends, can go, right. But I'm just saying, like, I can say Julia Fox, you can say, Uncle what Jones. about her? I don't know, man. You can just do something with that information that I think. Okay. I'm pretty sure if I use you. it, I'll let you know. Okay. I'm great. pretty sure I won't. Um, all right. Well, that's, that's all we have. That's a wrap. That's all we have for you today. We have a lot of stuff. We just have to get more organized. I think we should have like a little tagline at the end and say like, tune in next week when oh. we don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about. Oh God. <laughs> or just, we'll see you next week. Follow the podcast on Instagram at okay underscore boomer underscore the underscore pod. Jesus Christ. Just a really podcast. simple, easy way. I'm sorry. Send us your DNA and the blood of a virgin. That's I mean, all. Listen, I, there's only so many handles that are available now. Okay. okay. Everybody has a freaking podcast. Um, and then you can follow me at Beba underscore rod and you can Amazing. follow my mom. You're going to be public. Yeah. That's a, that's a conversation for another time. Okay. We'll do a whole deep dive on my, my relationship, my your psyche complicated relationship with Instagram, but yeah. I'm Anna Cooks, A-N-A-Q-O-O-K-S. And um, this is fun. This is fun. We're going to get really good at it. Well, only time will tell. <laughs> um, well, I really hope that the audio recorded on this, because if not, I will jump off a bridge. Our first one was better. Oh, God, it was so okay. good. There was so much more energy to it. It was exciting because it was the first one, whatever. I'm not going to get into this. I'm going to start crying. Okay. <laughs> love okay. you. See you, I love you guys next week. Bye. Bye.